BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. MC Light here, and this time I'm using my voice to tell you about something I just started using. New Shea Moisture Deodorants, created for rich melanin skin. Shea Moisture Antiperspirant Deodorants even skin tone and protect against sweat and odor for 48 hours. Shea Moisture Whole Body Deodorants freshen all over all day with plant-based ingredients. No aluminum. Black dermatologist and gynecologist approved. I'm just saying, living in my rich melanin and protecting it too. Our future is closer than we think. Our needs are growing, and so is the demand for energy, including more U.S. oil and natural gas. Our economy, our security, our nation all run on energy. Oil and natural gas make up more than 70% of the energy we use every day. And American energy is produced to among the highest environmental standards in the world. It's time to shine a light on the policies that threaten a reliable energy future. Policies like restricting access to U.S. oil and gas leases, limiting U.S. liquefied natural gas, and canceling pipeline projects. The realities we face are clear. American energy is America's advantage. Tell Washington we need smart policies today to ensure a brighter tomorrow. Visit lightsonenergy.com. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. For a limited time, Outback Steakhouse has a new three-course meal called the Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. With so many mouth-watering options, the Aussie, Aussie, Aussie is a deal worth celebrating. With soup or salad, five bold and flavorful entrees to choose from, and a New York-style cheesecake for dessert. New York? That's not Australian. The Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Three courses starting at just $16.99. Available at Outback for a limited time. Outback, no rules, just right. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Nervous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow the Strictly Anonymous podcast on Instagram or Twitter, please follow me at Strict Anonymous. I'm at Strict Anonymous on both Instagram and Twitter. And you should follow me over there because if you want to be on the show, you could always just shoot me a DM at either one of those places or you could send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. This is a call-in show. It's called Strictly Anonymous because I change everybody's voices. You are anonymous to everyone who listens as well as to me. I don't really care who you are or where you're from. I just want to hear your true story. Um, So if you want to be on the show, do all those things that I just said. All of the information to that stuff is also in the description. If you want to uh, call into my confessions hotline and just confess something, I'm just gathering those right now. Uh, you can do that. You could call 24-7. The number is 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. That number's in the description too. So listen, today I have on Lee. Now Lee 
hooked up with a couple and it was just like a hookup. Some threesomes were going on. They were like swingers. They were way older than him. He talks about the age difference and he was young uh, and he got into the lifestyle. It was a little, a little overwhelming for him because that wasn't his thing, right? This was like his first foray into the lifestyle with this couple. And then like they wound up like loving each other. He wound up in love with the woman. She wound up in love with him. How did that happen? Who said, I love you first? And then what happened afterwards? You know, he winds up moving in with them and they all live together. And he thinks that nobody in town knows what the fuck is going on. (laughs) That's a whole funny thing that I get into because I'm like, duh, everybody knows. He's from a small town. They're all like in a relationship together. And they've been doing this for like 14 years. Okay. And he talks about sort of the evolution. Like, where are they now? What do they do in the beginning? What are they doing now? I was like, how the fuck does the sex work? You know? Like, who sleeps with who? Who's living where? What's going down? You know, how often are they having it? Is it one big orgy? Or, like every other relationship, does the sex dwindle? That's kind of the case in this relationship. And that's what's interesting about it. Because, listen, yeah, they're poly and there's, like, another person involved in this. And I think people think, oh, that happens. It's all about SEX. But, you know, it's just a real relationship. And it has it's the same kind of issues and stuff. That other 14-year-old real relationships have. Uh, And that's what we talk about. So anyway, I'm going to be right back on with Lee. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Hi, Lee. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. How are you today? Good. Thank you for having me. Thank you for calling in because, Lee... You are in a polyamorous relationship for a long time. I have had on a couple females. I once had a couple, like a poly couple. Many years ago, it was like the first one. And this was like during the time when it just started to become like something that people heard of. But it wasn't as popular as it is right now. And that was a long time ago. But I haven't had. What? I'm like, yeah. Is it popular right now? Not popular, but it's more out there. Like it's definitely more out there. It's not mainstream, but it's starting to be. Exactly. It's not like it was uh, seven years ago when nobody even fucking heard of it. And I didn't even know what it was. Seven years ago. I've been in this relationship for... 14. 14 years. Yeah. Pushing 15. So tell me, how did you get into this lifestyle so early on before it was (laughs) even known? Yeah. So I wasn't even really sure it was a thing. It started out like this is not the way we intended this relationship to go. It was supposed to be this kind of fun fling. And we my met my girlfriend online. We met on a adult dating site and her husband, they were swingers. Oh so, interesting. Yeah, that's how it started. Wait, wait, you met them on an adult website. So she was married already. Now, what were you doing on there? Were you looking for a threesome? Well, I wasn't looking for a hookup as, as with a couple. I was like, I'd been on that website for, oh God, since I was, I don't know, like 18 when like, when like the internet was still new. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, and she had listed as a her profile listed her just as female, not as a couple. And she said that she lived in my town, which she occasionally visited, but didn't live there. But just because that, I don't know, that's how she made her posting on the website. So I just emailed her and most of those websites are so full of shit and so full of fake people or bots or just complete horseshit. So I didn't even think that I would even get a response. Yeah. But whatever. So I sent a message and I got a message back and I was like, oh, wow, she seems really nice. And it was like a long thought out email, not like, hey, let's fuck. It was like a well thought. And I sent that's the way I composed my message to begin with. Not like, hey, want to hook up? Hey, here's a dick pic. One quick question. I need to know, were you just looking for a hookup or were you looking for a relationship and you were on an adult website because you wanted like a girl who was super open minded? I was on there. I was on there just pretty much looking for a hookup. But you didn't craft your emails that you were looking for a hookup. You went like <laughs> you pretended you. I, I mean, I was looking for a hookup, but like if it turned into something else other than that, I mean, you're on an adult website. I mean, come on. Like, why are you here? I'm not looking for love, you know? That's what uh, I meant. But you, so you're, <laughs> but she didn't see, she didn't come back to you like she was looking for a hookup. No, she was like, hey, I'm in a relationship, but I do still like, meet other guys and i was like okay that sounds cool at the time i was in my early 20s 
and I was like, oh, this this could be fun. Yeah. Yeah. So we ended up like meeting and we ended up, we did end up hooking up, if you want to call it that. And What do you mean? <laughs> what, did, what went down? Did you like, did you, like, was her husband a cock and she saw you solo or did you do threesomes with them because she's married? Um, yes. No, he's not. But he was, he traveled for business quite a bit. Mm-hmm. She invited me up to their house for our first meeting. And we ended up completely like hitting it off. She like met me at the door and I was like, wow, holy crap, you are absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number one. And she was smart. She was funny. She curses like a sailor. <laughs> and yeah, we just hit it off. And I spent the, oh, God, was I, I don't know if I spent the weekend. I think I just spent the night up there because I had to work the next day. But I spent the night there at her place and we did have sex the first night we met and she was more of a thing like i i went with her she had a she had this uh, this thing she had to go to so i went with her and we just hung out and we went back to her house and we were just sitting there on the couch and i was like super nervous because i was like i'd never done anything like this before and she just kind of looks over me she's like are we gonna fuck or what's up with that and i was like yeah let's go ahead and do that then we do have a little bit of an age barrier between us. When I met her, I was in, like I said, I think I was 23 or 24, mm-hmm. and she was 39. Oh, okay. Interesting. So the older woman you like. Yeah. I, I've always gravitated toward older women. Even when I was, like, even younger than that, like, I always, my girlfriends were always two, three, four years older than me. Never that many years. But... I was like, why not? I had the invitation, so I figured, why not Why not pursue this a little bit? Please, there are so many young, like you were just ahead of the times. All the young guys are now <laughs> fucking 40-year-old women. They understand the benefits of it. No bullshit, a lot of less drama. Sometimes you don't need to have a relationship, but you were like doing what everyone does nowadays, but you were doing it back then. So here you are, 23, you're with her. Your first experience, her husband is away. You're at her house. You guys have sex and it's like instant connection. Yeah, pretty much. It didn't have that like, like, like we did have that connection, but it wasn't that like immediate, like I left that night and it was, I love you kind of thing. Yeah. It was, it started off just as like, Hey, this is, we can be friends and friends with benefits and this could be really cool. Yeah. But, but yeah. And so it just, things just went from there. Like we, like I said, we had that first meeting. It was completely fantastic. I drove the two hours back home like on cloud nine. And I was like, wow, that was amazing. She's super cool. I can't wait to see where this goes down in the future. And like I said, they were swingers. I did eventually meet him down the road. It was a couple weeks later. They threw a small like swingers party at their house and she invited me. And like I said, everyone, I, I went and it had been a really bad day for me that day. I didn't get up there until much, much later. My roommate at the time was in a horrible accident and he was in the hospital. And by the time I got all that taken care of and got up there, it was like super late at night. And she, she, she knew what was going on. And I, I, she met me at the door almost completely naked and just like pulled me into the house and was like, hey, let's introduce you to everybody, which was kind of weird. I'd never been in that kind of environment situation before. Mm-hmm. And it was super cool. Everyone was really nice. And there, of course, there were people like having sex in different rooms and people, most people were mostly naked. And it was, like I said, it was a whole new experience for me. Yeah. So I ended up staying the entire weekend up there after that happened. Cause like I said, my roommate was in the hospital. But what kind of sex else. did you have? Did you hook up with her? Did you hook up with other people there? Yeah. So of course I hooked up with her. Her husband and I had a, we did have a threesome the following day i did hook up with another person there that that was that, that i would i think i had it was another friend of hers that she had mentioned before but i had never actually met but mm-hmm. yeah it was like i said it was a really interesting coming from being pretty vanilla my entire life yeah you were young kind of, still to walking into that was a little bit of a culture shock for me i was like whoa what is going on here? Mm-hmm, <laughs> yeah. 
but it was new and it was exciting and it was fun. It was a little scary too. I, like I said, I'd never been in a situation like that before. Was it a turn on? Uh, yeah, it was, it was. It definitely was a turn on. Like I said, it was just like I said, it was so new and so foreign to me that I was really trying to wrap my whole brain around it. And like I said, I, I was a little upset because of what had happened to, to my roommate at the time. And I was just like trying to get my mind off of that whole situation. And this was a completely fantastic escape from it. <laughs> but yeah, so I ended up staying the entire weekend up there with her and her husband, like just the three of us. And it was, like I said, it was completely, I, I was a little bit in the back of my mind, what the hell are you doing? This is not normal. But after spending the entire weekend up there, I felt super comfortable with them. It was, it was fun. Like we hung out, we cooked dinner together, we watched movies, so we're having sex with each other, but we're like just acting like normal people and but we still have this side benefit. This is really cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so we had that weekend. But what about the sex? Like, how does that go down? Like, do you and the husband both go with her? Like at that time, yes, it's gravitated over the years to we don't really have a lot of threesomes. It's been quite a few years since we've done that. And so we oh, kind of have so most of she's, the- wait a second, because I'm just thinking for some reason, I'm just assuming that at some point she leaves that guy and she's with you and you guys are together now. But no, this 14 year relationship is with the two of them. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I don't know why I didn't understand that. I think I just didn't. Oh, okay. That's my oh, no, problem. Yeah. I'm the interviewer. <laughs> I'm supposed to get these facts out from you. So no, you're still no, no. with them so many years later. You meet them as a couple yeah. and 14 years later, I, we're skipping ahead, but we're still get, we're going to go back there. But you right. are still with them as a couple did threesomes together, but now you do more. You, you just hook up together. Okay. I was a little confused. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Our future is closer than we think. Our needs are growing, and so is the demand for energy, including more U.S. oil and natural gas. Our economy, our security, our nation all run on energy. Oil and natural gas make up more than 70% of the energy we use every day. And American energy is produced to among the highest environmental standards in the world. It's time to shine a light on the policies that threaten a reliable energy future. Policies like restricting access to U.S. oil and gas leases, limiting U.S. liquefied natural gas, and canceling pipeline projects. The realities we face are clear. American energy is America's advantage. Tell Washington we need smart policies today to ensure a brighter tomorrow. Visit lightsonenergy.com. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Yeah, no, it's gravitated to more of the, like, we have, like, our alone time and they have their alone time. But it's, but we all still live in the same house. Oh, you moved in with them. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, this is, yeah, this is where it's going to get interesting. <laughs> yeah, because I wonder if, like, do your parents come over for Thanksgiving? That's, I, that's the kind of things I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can get into that. I was living, like I said, I was living a couple towns away, and she was actually looking to open up a new business closer to where I lived than to where she lived. So her husband traveled for work quite a bit and was gone for extended periods of time. And so the time came where she had started and opened this business closer to where I lived. And unfortunately, I lost my father shortly after our a month or two, probably like three or four months after I met her. So I had to leave and go deal with that. And she ended up being like an emotional support human in my life during the end. And that's probably a horrible term for that. She was the only person that I could talk to during that whole ordeal that just seemed to get it and seemed to get me. 
and it was during that whole time, like we said, we'd had this relationship going on for like a couple months. And while I was away dealing with that, it was just one of those, like one night we were just sitting there talking and I went to hang up the phone. And I said, I love you. And she was like, I love you too. And we, I hung the phone up and went, did I just fucking say that? <laughs> right. And I, and I was like, the next day I, we were talking again and I was like, hey, so last night when I hung up the phone and I said, I love you. And you said, you love me back. You really mean that? And she was like, yeah, do you really mean that? And I was like, yeah, I think I do. It was kind of one of those moments. And when I got back home three or four weeks later, it was just completely, the relationship just completely gelled together. Like I said, I don't think either of us intended it to go that way, but it's just how it happened. Mm -hmm. So we can like fast forward a little bit. Like I'm still living like about instead of living two hours away, I'm now living like 30 minutes away. And I come down to visit her where she's staying. I'm trying not to give up too many locations because we kind of live in a small town. Not that I think anyone down here listens would listen to this. Not only that, don't they see you living with them, the three of you? I mean, you live together, so people must fucking <laughs> right. talk. I'm sorry to say, I would be like, oh, "What's um, going oh, on I'm, over I'm, there?" Oh, okay. Oh, died a little bit. I, I hate to say, it, but people in your small town know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You'd be surprised. I'm sure there's a lot of talk, but I don't yeah. think anybody actually gets it. A lot of people. Are, for a while thought i was their kid that that's what like, i mean was, but then when they was... find out that you're not they're like okay then what other kinds of things make sense here and then their minds start making up crazy things and I, the only thing that makes oh, sense yeah. is that you're fucking them <laughs> come on yeah as it ended up she moved closer to me and out away just, from her husband yeah they, they were planning to relocate down closer to me permanently anyway so she moved first yeah, she okay. moved first, and then they sold their house. I went up and helped them move. They moved in to to a rental house, and as things started to go, like my current employment that where I was working started to fall apart, and it was over that industry at the time. So I ended up going to work for her, and I was still living. 30 minutes away and after doing that for a couple months um, they were like hey moving in with us and i was like interesting idea and i like weighed the pros and cons and i was living by myself at the time trying to pay them pay the mortgage and the bills and all that stuff and i found myself staying with them more than i was at home anyway yeah so i said fuck it and sold my house and moved in with them <laughs> now i'm assuming at this point you have friends and stuff you're a young guy do any of your friends at this point know what the fuck's going on because now you're like moving out and in with this couple does and do you tell anybody this stuff yes uh, i have I had quite a few friends at the time I, I didn't really explain to just like social friends but you go out and you see him at the bar. Hey, what's going on? No, I don't know. But who knew? Did somebody, anyone know? I don't care about who didn't know. Did anybody uh, actually know? Yes. My friends that I hung out with all the time and my neighbors where I lived, I told them what was going on. And they were kind of like 14 years ago. They were like, man, you do you, man. That's cool. <laughs> <It was laughs> You're like, like I'm like, moving the... in with this couple. I'm dating the wife and I'm going to move in with them and I'm sleeping. Like, that's like the story. Exactly. And they were like, like my best friend, he was just like, hey, man, he's like, not exactly for me, but as long as you're happy, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. So you move in with them. Did. Mm -hmm. And I ended up and I started working with her. So not only did we live together, we also worked together, which sometimes makes for an interesting dichotomy at work. I'm not going to lie. I'm sure there's a lot of talk at work that we don't hear. Oh, my God. Uh, yes. Everybody knows what's going on. OK, I just newsflash <laughs> at your work, <laughs> at your house. You guys don't really hide it. You're like, you know. Yeah, well, we don't go out and like broadcast it. But, it doesn't like, matter. I could always tell if people have fucked. There's like there's a like the space between people that have had sex and not have sex is always a lot smaller. <laughs> You could just tell. I'm sure you guys you stand closer together than normal people would. I'm sure, like you can't uh, yeah, help I'm, that stuff. I'm, I'm sure there's. I'm sure there's subtleties that um, that that pick up. You know, yeah. I'm sure. That, I'm sure that the talk. But yeah, we have 
so I yeah, so I ended up moving in with them. And now you're working with them. You move in with them. Now we're in the house. How does the living arrangements go? They're in their bedroom. You have your own bedroom, or are you all in the same yeah. bedroom? Like I have, there's a small apartment on like the back side of the house. It's mm-hmm. not really connected. Yeah. And I moved in there. It's essentially a small, like I said, it's just a small apartment. But That's not great. Really attached to the house. So I've got like my own space. I'll share like the main common areas, the living room, the kitchen, all that stuff. But so it works out pretty well. And they didn't make <laughs> you pay rent. Oh yeah. I help out. Oh, Absolutely, you do. Okay. I, do. I didn't know. I oh, was yeah, like thinking like, Oh, yeah. at 20 something years old, these Older people are letting you live with their house rent free. Why not move in? <laughs> I don't know. I, I help out and like I cook most of the meals in the house and we all work on the yard mm-hmm. and upkeep of the property and stuff like that. Essentially, we are like kind of we turned into this kind of just small family. Yeah. And her husband and I, it's like he's like it's like having a big brother. He's super cool. Like I said, we go, we do stuff together without her. So we don't, it's not like we all like, I just have time with her and she has time with her and so on. So we're like, we go and do stuff together and we do stuff as a family. There's also, there's also the dichotomy of like, we can, we all still have the ability to see other people if we want to. Yeah. That's what I want to know. And they were swingers having these swinger parties. Is that stuff still going on? No, that's tamped down over the years, especially in the place where we live. It's not as, it's a smaller community. There's not as, there's not as large amount of people. It's like an older, it's an older community down here. And especially like when we moved down, we did like in, in the earlier days when like I first moved in, we did have a few parties here. But like I said, over the years, that's ramped down quite a bit. Now, do have you seen a lot of other women? And because it's a poly relationship, it's different than swingers. Swingers, they might uh, just have to be emotionally attached to each other, but they could go have sex with other people, but their primary relationship is the person that they're with. Now, with poly couples, I would assume that you not only could hook up with other people, you guys could form intimate, emotional relationships with other people. Right. And I have branched out a little bit. I haven't had anything super serious i've had a couple met a couple other people and had sex with a couple other people but not like i said not like super emotional connections like dating but not like very not falling for them you don't fall emotionally yeah you haven't been emotionally attached to anyone except her since you've been with her pretty well no i won't say that i've had like i've been emotionally attached to some people but there again when you're in a polyamorous relationship mm-hmm. and you're trying to date somebody that's still on the outside and not really knowing that mm-hmm. and then you try to bring them into it and be like hey see, that's always a fun conversation <laughs> hey i really hey i really like you yeah. but so there's this thing you're trying to talk and then yeah a lot of times that and goes it's not only like I'm sorry, but it's not only like I have another girlfriend. You're like I have another girlfriend, and she's got a husband, and she's the 20 years right. older than me, and I live with them, and it's a lot. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, so that that tends to sometimes go, like I said, go sideways on you. It was one girl that I really liked that we were just like casually flirting and just no, not having sex, but making out a little bit i really liked her and then i tried to talk to her about my current situation and be like hey look i really like you and i'd like to take this a little bit further but before we do anything yeah you need to know this and yeah it need ended fine but it was she was like absolutely not it was that is not a thing yeah <laughs> and i was like and i'm like okay sorry but what about um, your girl that you're with has she had relationships with other people? And if so, how have you felt about that? Yeah, she has. She had another boyfriend that was, they were pretty serious, not like he's going to move in with us. And I liked him pretty well. Like he was always very nice to me. They're not currently seeing each other anymore. He moved to another city considerable distance away and it, the relationship just didn't work out. But yeah, she saw him for ooh, two or three years. 
But let me ask about that when there is another third person in a poly relationship. When she gets that boyfriend, is it all about communication? Like, does she tell you about it? Oh, listen, I just want you to know there's this guy. Does she bring him home? Do you watch them have sex? How do you navigate that whole situation? And that's the question is maybe I, over the years, have I always handled that? The answer to that is no. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would think. That's why I asked, because I think what's interesting or why a lot of people look at a poly relationship and they're like, I could never do that because it would bring up these kinds of insecurities and stuff. And I think that's always important because I was wondering, like, do you just not care? Here is this woman that you really care about. And I understand you went in. She's got this husband. He's already there. So I could understand why you're you could uh, wrap your head around that because he was there first, but maybe a new person coming in might scare you a little bit or make you feel insecure or get you upset. This episode is brought to you by Stitch Fix. Love trying new fashion trends, but find it all a little intimidating? With Stitch Fix, refreshing your wardrobe has never been easier. They figured out the new 2024 trends, so you don't have to. Just give your stylist your size, style, and budget preferences, and they'll send you five just-for-you pieces, plus outfit recommendations and pro styling advice. Refresh your 2024 wardrobe now and get started today at stitchfix.com. Adventure has its own style. It's made of tall trees, unpaved trails, and at the center, the most capable Subaru Forester yet, the 2024 Subaru Forester Wilderness. It comes with 9.2 inches of ground clearance paired with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and advanced dual-function X-Mode. Discover adventure on a deeper level. The 2024 Subaru Forester Wilderness. To explore all you can do with the rugged Subaru Wilderness family of vehicles, visit Subaru.com wilderness. And and I'm not gonna lie, yeah, it it does happen. Like, yeah, it like there have been times that like she's like I'm going on a date and I just like every other human being, just I have emotions like everybody else. Yeah, I can feel a little jealous. I can feel a little upset about it. But over time, I feel like I've gotten better about it. But yeah. Have I always handled it very well? The answer to that is absolutely not. I've handled it like very poorly several times. Oh, did you go mental? Uh, but how did you get through it with her? Was it a matter of like just open communication? Like how do people it, get through those bumps in the road? And it's like, I, I wish I had the perfect roadmap for it, but I don't. But I feel like communication was, yeah, is a hundred percent. Like this is how I feel. This is how I feel. and just having that open line of communication is paramount to keeping our relationship strong. And And also I would assume, because I feel like a lot of people do this wrong in relationships where like the one person comes to the other person with an insecurity and then like the other person puts them down for it or gets defensive about it. And I think that if you, instead of doing that, accept their insecurity and help to give them reassurance to make that go away. That shit goes a long way. And I think people just do the opposite all the time. Oh, a hundred percent. And I think she has been very open about that with me and being like, Hey, look, just because I'm going to go on this date with this guy does not make me love you any less. I love you so much. That's just that it is what it is. And so it is not like, I'm leaving you because you're not enough for me. Yeah. It's not that kind of mentality. But she uh, talks it through instead of shutting you down, telling you like you're not allowed right. to be jealous or whatever. And that I think unfortunately right. is what people do when someone comes to the, their partner with the insecurities. A lot of times they shut them down or they make them feel like they're not allowed to have those feelings, but they are. And all you need to do is like give reassurance throughout that and let that person feel those insecurities and talk them through with them and help them. Right. And over time, look, you've been able to get past it because of that. Yeah. And like I said, I, she hasn't dated anybody in, like, seriously dated anybody in a couple years, you mm-hmm. know, with COVID, with COVID and yeah. all that stuff going on. And like I said, have I always handled it? The answer is no. You always had feelings of, feelings of jealousy, stuff like that, like anybody would have, especially not, like I said, there's no real roadmap for this there's no like hey this is how you handle a polyamorous relationship this is steps one through ten 
not that way. No, but I really, you know? my other question was the sex, the SEX. I need to get some of those situ, like the need to get an idea of what goes down, right? So you're in a poly relationship. We are going to get back to the whole emotional complexity of it. But what about the intimacy that goes on when she has these other boyfriends or you have these girlfriends? Does everyone get together? Does you keep it separate? Are there some sort of boundaries that you have? I think that the boundaries have just set themselves. Like it hasn't been like, Hey, we like we haven't sat down and like really discussed it, but it's more of a I'm keeping this relationship over here and our relationship is over here. So okay. essentially we kept it separate from like our like home core life. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And that's just the way that like it's worked out, whether it's been through But I just want to know, so you've never, in your sex life, you only have, basically have sex with her, like vanilla sex in your room separately. Are there any kind of hot scenarios going on? This was a couple that were swingers. (laughs) They bring it together. Like, are you like ever having threesomes with the husband or you guys, how do even you guys navigate your sex together? Because you all live together. Does she come down to your apartment? Do you go up to their room? I go to her, I go to her room quite a bit. Like Mm -hmm. when, like, like when he's, when he's home and he's in town they sleep together in their room. And when he's not in town, I will go sleep in her room with her. But it's, yeah, I I wish I could tell you it's this some crazy, like, and like I said, as we've gotten older, our sex life has ramped down a little bit. It's not that we don't have sex anymore. It's just not. No, that happens in any relationship. It's just we've been together for a long time. It's no different than, I think that's interesting that to point that out, that, just because you're a poly couple, it's not like there's just like a fucking all the time. You're not really swingers anymore. You used to have threesomes with the husband there. Are you still doing that? Or she has sex with him and you stay out of the picture and you have sex with her? Yeah, that's what it's come down to. Like, we just realized that it wasn't exactly, I don't know. It it wasn't like pleasing all three of us. So we figured that it would just be better to just one-on-one kind of intimacy is the appropriate term but yeah we in the beginning we did for a while you know because i met them and they were swingers like i said we had house parties and like my apartment there was a we had like i don't know how many people in here like maybe like eight people and everyone's like on couches and and everything like that. But it, over the years, it just, unfortunately, unfortunately and unfortunately, it just dwindled. Being busy, getting older, which sucks. How old are you but now? Yeah, I'm 40. Oh, God, you're not that old. But she's got to be like 60 now. No, she's 53. Oh, okay. And he's 52. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just with the wear and tear on our bodies and what we do on a daily basis, doing anything else aside from like our daily routine like i said it's so cliche but no it's not it just it happens in any relationship and what you're trying to say and what i think is an interesting point is that just because it's poly and there's more than one person involved it's not like there's more sex or anything it's like every other relationship it, essentially it's he and i are both married to the same person essentially although not on paper but yeah i mean it's <laughs> I hate to say we're like an old married couple and we certainly fight like it, but it's not like the, oh, I hate to say this, like back in the beginning, like when you're first in a relationship, like everything is new and everything's exciting and you just want to jump each other's bones like 24 seven. And absolutely that happened. But, you know, over time. Yeah, no, we already got that point out. You don't have to keep talking, but you're like making it so depressing. We, I totally understand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Stop going on and on okay. about how no sex is involved. You're not really... There's nothing new there. Yeah, there's nothing new. We get that. But but so talk about that thing. Like, I mean, if you're living with this couple, you've been with them for so long. What does your family think about this situation? Yeah, so uh, my sister and her have met. She's met my brother-in-law. We actually all went to a wedding together a couple years ago. And she, my sister was not happy about it at first. She was like, this is what the actual fuck are you doing? And I told her, I was like, look, I'm happy. She's happy. He's happy. What else do you want? Like, 
the just because it doesn't fall into the norm of everyday life that most people think of is married husband wife picket fence kids what have you it, just because of, just because it, it doesn't fall into the social norms doesn't mean it's not wrong and it, we didn't speak for a while and when that first came out and so she finally came around and was like hey everybody's happy and you're happy and she's happy and he's happy and you're all living in kind of this not necessarily harmony because like i said we all fight like normal people there's no <laughs> there's no just because we're in a polyamorous relationship doesn't mean we all fight but she came around and uh, I have a cousin who is I'm really close to. He's he and I are the black sheep of the family, and which is why that we get along so well. And he knows, and we all went and stayed with him when he lived a couple hours away. We went to see a show, and we all stayed with him and his family. And my friend, another friend of mine who I'm really close to from high school, moved to the same state that I'm currently in. And he came down and visited and was like, dude, what's going on? And I was like, no, man, it's totally cool. And he hung out for like a week or so and was like, yeah, man, that's, I, I can see it. I can see this. He's like, everybody gets along and everyone contributes. And it's just, it's just like having another family. So that's where, I've, where I'm at with it. It's, you don't pick you don't pick your family, but you can sometimes choose your family. But you do pick your partners. They're not your parents, but do you look at them in that way because they're older? Is it some sort of like replacement that way? No, not so much. He and I have a relationship where it's more like, like I said before, it's like, more brothers. like brothers. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And then, like, I never had a big brother growing up and he's super smart and super capable and yeah. I've learned a ton from him over the years, and I'd like to feel like he, like I reciprocated that in some way, shape, or form. I'm not like a fucking invalid or anything. I'm not your average, I guess I fall right on the edge of millennial. I'm not your average like person who was born 40 years ago that can't swing a fucking hammer or anything. But yeah, it's it was it, it, the relationship has just evolved over the last like 14 years to where it's, like I said, it's it's like we're like a complete cohesive like family unit. But listen, let me ask you this because like I wonder like just like if you could have whatever you wanted, like say I gave you like a magic wand and said you could have this relationship either be like this or be with her alone. Would you choose this because to me what I typically get from poly people is they all really want to have like multiple relationships with multiple people like is this a poly relationship or do you just happen to fall in love with somebody who was married to somebody else so you deal with it because that's the situation and the cards that you're dealt I think that there's two different situations that could be going on I'm just wondering which one it is for you this episode is brought to you by Vital Farms. Isn't it bullshit to have to question where your food comes from? At Vital Farms, you can trace your pasture-raised eggs all the way back to the source, the pasture. On the side of each pasture-raised carton of eggs, you'll find the name of the farm where your eggs were laid. And when you look the farm up on their website, you'll get a peek at all the sunshine, fresh air, and open space the hens enjoy. Learn more and find out where to buy them at vitalfarms.com. Vital Farms, keeping it bullshit-free. I, w- wow. Face with both of those things, I honestly would like to keep things the way they are. Like, right. I, I still actively pursue other women. Yeah. She actively pursues other men. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a girlfriend that comes and hangs out on occasion. I, I wouldn't, I honestly wouldn't change anything from our current standpoint yeah that's like, great yeah that's it, what i didn't i couldn't tell by the way you were talking it sounded like you guys developed into this like boring ass vanilla family <laughs> like you're not telling me he's got a girlfriend she still sees other people you're still fucking other girls so you do like that that you have the variety and freedom yet you have like love in your life and a real intimate right. relationship we have this like core three yeah uh-huh but everyone is free to do whatever, they, whatever, not whatever they want, but as long as we talk to each other. Yeah. 
and everybody agrees. Mm-hmm. And like certainly, like she has brought people home that I have completely disapproved of. Like I'm like, you are a piece of shit, <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. And they're both more actively involved in seeing other people because. I live in an area where it's actually very hard for me to meet other people in not necessarily in my age group, but it's like a very old. You already said it. There's a lot more. It's more, it skews older. So there's not a lot of options for you, but there are for them. Exactly. And when you get into, like I said, nowadays, everything is like so internet based when it comes to like dating. And then you have to find that, person who is cool with the lifestyle that you have so you're pigeonholed into this like i have to find people that would be okay with this and and find people that are on the up and up that aren't like i don't want to be involved with any what about i got it yeah but what about i know i get it what about the you used to be on that adult website those kind of things still exist nowadays, and there's even more of them. Are you on any of those kind of apps? I'm still on the one we met on, and I have a presence on another one. AFF has been around forever. Yeah. So that's where we initially met. And I'm also on SLS as well. Uh-huh. Life is another one that I'm on, but I find it horribly difficult to navigate. So I'm not really on that very much. And what do you have in your uh, profile? Like, what do you say you are? A polyamorous guy looking for? Exactly. That's what I say. I'm upfront and honest about it because if you hide any of that, it's a moot point. When, When someone meets you and you claim to be single and you're not and they're like, oh, wait, you have a girlfriend? You live with her and her husband? Yeah. Oh, I don't want to. I don't want any part of that. Yeah, you mean you have to be upfront and honest about it, which makes it also difficult because people will like scroll through your profile and be like, oh, "Yep, absolutely not. No, no, wait, that that is way too much for me." You know, so they they keep swiping or go on wherever. But I have to tell you because I've been doing my show for like seven or eight years now, and like I said, many years ago I had a poly couple, and it was like something that really wasn't talked about. I just feel like the younger generation coming up are much more open to all these different things and they're trying out all kinds of things. So if you fish in that 20 something year old pond, you're going to find a lot more women that are like, sure, totally cool. They're all like very open-minded. They're not really looking to lock themselves down. They're really thinking out of the box as far as relationships are concerned. So I don't, I think you're just living in a place, like you said, you're in that fucking retirement home that you don't have those people from that generation. (laughs) And some of the ones that I do, some of the stuff like that are definitely much more open the these days. Yeah, they're much more open. We work with a lot of like GTQ people, exactly, uh, gender fluid yeah. people, and I'm they're like, not going to blink an eye at your situation. Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, they'll like they, you more. Other than other they, they do like to, to speculate about us. Which is really funny. Of course. Um, so how could you not? It's so it's it's like the elephant in the room. Come on. I oh, oh, it, oh it totally is. Yeah. And it, like I said, it, it's funny on a daily basis because you can see like that she and I have this dichotomy at work where we can fight like an old married couple and exactly. like yell and scream at each other. They're like, wait, I could never say that to my boss. Like, <laughs> that's what I mean. I'm sorry. It's the like I said. Remember before? I was like, oh, there's like an unspoken kind of space that if you fuck before you cross lines, you're more comfortable being closer to someone than not. And then also like what you just said, like I would totally be like, these people are fucking because they don't argue like that, make up like something's going on here. Everybody knows, but no one's talking about it. Yeah. But nobody talks about it. And one of the girls at work was the other week was like, anytime we hire somebody new, I'm just going to make up, I'm just going to say that you and to try and explain your situation that you and you and her are. And I'm like, I go, you know what, girl, make up the most outlandish shit you can think of. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, because whatever you're about to say is probably true. <laughs> the most outlandish, the most outlandish situation like, is, like, half like, is the truth. That's the truth. I mean, I'm like, go ahead, tell any of you people, tell them that like we live together and we fuck all the time yeah. and stuff like yeah, we yeah, I'm part of the time, but yeah, but, but yeah, but yeah, they're fucking and 
but yeah, it's it is funny, and then to see some of the other people like in our community and stuff like that that like for a while think that like I'm their kid and shit is absolutely hysterical to me sometimes. Yeah, of course. Listen, you have to understand that because you are keeping something that typically people don't keep a secret. Most people, if like she was working with her husband and it was just her husband, nobody keeps that a secret. Nobody says no one not like doesn't tell their coworkers that this is their fucking husband or their boyfriend. Nobody keeps that a secret. So when you do, you have to understand you're putting out like a vibe that people are going to pick up on it. It probably creates a little bit of a weird vibe. It's probably a little weird. And it's probably a a lot weirder in their minds than if it was just out in the open. But you guys choose to keep it really on the DL. That just adds to it. But there's no way that people don't know. But you guys want to keep it separate when normally people don't not tell those things, you know? Yeah. Living in a small community that like, can like again small town like everybody knows everything about everybody but that's what i'm trying to say people know everybody knows about you guys okay everybody fucking knows (laughs) no i'm really serious and actually i'm just telling you everybody already knows you're not fooling anyone yeah we're probably not fooling no oh no someone's gonna write in stop someone's gonna write into my show and be like i live in his fucking town i know exactly who you're talking about there are the people in the florist down the thing and we know about that couple we all know about that family everybody fucking knows oh my one of my neighbors who she's they're relatively new they moved in like two or three years ago they live across the way from us and we've had them over and stuff like that and she totally called me out on and was like, and she's also in the lifestyle a little bit, uh-huh. like the swinger lifestyle. And she totally called me out on it and was like, yeah, you guys, you put off that vibe. And I'm like, what, really? And she's like, oh yeah, 100%, you put off. And I'm like, and she's like, yeah. She's like, I, she's like, I told, she's like, I saw it from like day one. And I'm like, ah, gotcha. Cool, thanks. I'm like, now, don't go tell nobody. <laughs> yeah, but like you but. tell people by everything you do. You're not like really keeping it a secret, but you are keeping it a secret. But therein lies the issue. But if it's not an issue for you, it's fine. Because those people are all filling in the blanks themselves. I think probably most people already know you're not fooling anyone. But it's your choice to no. keep it on the DL. It's your thing. But uh, there's, like I said, most people would know. I mean, you're right. And but being like business owners in the small community. Listen, people and your business hasn't gone under. No, your people already know. And a and very your, conservative community. It's okay, but people still go to your business and they already know. What I'm trying to say is that it wouldn't if you came out, there wouldn't be any change because they already know and you exist and you're okay. Do you know what I'm saying? You, you are probably 100%. Yeah, your house hasn't been lit on fire. Your business hasn't shut down because everyone shunned you. At the end of the day, this is what I always say, and I think it's very true, and then we're going to wrap this up, is that we all spend our lives worrying so much about what other people think. It's human nature. And uh, But if you really think about it, even when you think of yourself, like whenever you judge somebody else or think about somebody else and you're thinking about them, You can't think about somebody else for more than like five minutes. And then you go back to thinking about yourself. Everybody just thinks about themselves. Like no one's going to sit around with that information that you guys have a poly relationship for longer than five minutes. Okay. Then they're going to get back to their favorite topic, which is themselves. That is just human nature. Everybody's like that. Nobody's going to really care that much. That is one of the most poignant things I've heard in a long time. <laughs> like, no, you are totally correct. Right? Like, Think that about is, it. That was very well said. Yeah. Like, and, and you're 100%. Well, and, and she is like, I don't give a fuck if anybody finds yeah, out. Yeah, like, good for her. And, and like, it's so funny that like, I'm like the, like, completely conservative like you know we can't let on and she's like i don't fucking care (laughs) yeah and you shouldn't because remember what i said and when you hear this playback you'll hear from this and honestly i sometimes think like when you don't fill in the blanks people fill them in with actually way worse scenarios than than what's going on because like what people are really thinking in that house is going on is like fucking orgies threesomes crazy sexual stuff and what's the truth 
Nothing really. You're like an old married couple, but there happens to be one extra person there. But you know what? They're thinking it's a lot more kinky and perverse because they don't have the details. So they're filling them in and people get creative. Well, people get very creative. And trust me, I'm all down with orgy <laughs> and all that shit. Yeah. Well, what are I they going to start I back mean, up? I mean, yeah. I mean, I've done that. Yeah. You know, I, just need to, I, 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 I need to get, you know, I need to get a knee replacement and. Then we can work on that. But I'm just saying that, the, yeah, you should eventually come out. I hope that you do. I wonder if I'm going to get anyone that's going to be right in and be like, wow, I heard that episode and I live in that town and I know those people. If, if you do, I will definitely, let you know. Like, definitely let me know. I will. Because that would be interesting. I will. Like, like I said, my, the lady, my neighbor lady that called me out was on one of the same websites that, that we were on. She's like, yeah, I figured that was you. And I'm like, Great. Thanks. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for calling in and telling your story. Listen, I could talk to a hundred people that claim to be the same way and everybody has like their own unique story. I've talked to other, I haven't talked to a lot of polyamorous people. Your story is very different than somebody else's story, which is super interesting. I've always, I've had a lot of female polyamorous girls on recently. One of them's coming out this Sunday, Annie, but yours is like from the guy with a couple like, and I think that that was super fascinating. So thanks so much for calling in. and sharing. No, no, I really appreciate it. Like I said, I found your podcast by accident. Yeah. And I listened to a couple of the episodes yeah. and I was like, wow, I'm like, she, number one, you're an amazing interviewer. Oh, thanks. Uh, you could really get it out of people. So thank you for trying to get <laughs> information out of me. Yeah. But no, it, it's like, it was just a podcast that's completely different and just, it's just super cool. There's nothing else out there like this. Oh, I love that. Because I, I don't go out listening, so I don't never know. You know what I mean? No, really, you're the only game in town who's willing to talk to people and like be patient with them and like explore all the different like, varietals of like human sexuality which i'm formerly a psychology major in college so it, it's super it was super interesting to listen to a bunch of your stuff so i really appreciate you like having me on to tell my story and i really appreciate you like putting out content like that awesome it's just super it's just super cool yeah that's great listen i'm the i have the same brain I didn't take psychology in school, but I would have if I felt like as a psychologist, I could have told people what to do. But I, when I found out I wasn't allowed to, I was like, fuck that. But I have, I like psychology. I love that. That's why I never have, you could say I'm a good interviewer, but I never have like one thing written down about somebody. Like I love getting on the phone and then my curiosity just brings up the questions because I'm naturally curious about people and love peeling back the layers. And it's always a new story. It's always, like I said, it's always something new. Like, that's why I was excited to talk to, oh, this is a guy that's Polly. What is that all about from his perspective? And I love that it's, oh, it's 14 years later. That's also interesting where you really see that even this kind of situation that you think is so off the wall and like all those people in your town are thinking behind your back, like this is some crazy sex-filled romp. It's like an every other relationship where things... You, fall to the wayside and you're in your routine and everything. And I, that's the kind of stuff that I find interesting. And I think other people don't take into consideration, but that's real life. You know what I mean? And that's what I like. I like real shit. And it is, it's, it is, it is real life. And like I said, I know people like want to think whatever they want to about polyamorous. Yeah. People. Yeah. I, I, like we're really just like everybody else. It's not some like crazy orgy every right. night. We make we cook chicken breast and watch fucking This Is Us. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And that is you. That's your This Is Us. That's what you're doing. But there's just an extra person there in your guy's situation and other people. But uh, yeah, you listen to this Sundays. It's Annie. She's very into polyamory. Okay. She speaks a lot on it. She's actually like, that's like her mission. So she, you'll love her episode. And thanks again for calling in. What did we call you again? What the fuck's your name? You said to call me Lee. Oh, so... yeah, Lee. Okay. Thank you, Lee. All right. <laughs> All right. Have a good rest of your day. Me too. Thank you. Bye. All right. Bye-bye now. Ah, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.
everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests, as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.